and welcome to another episode of Yeah, We Read It. I'm your host, Maggie. Oh, oh, what's that? I'm also your host. My name's Laura. And just like the title of this book, we have to say that nobody really does do it better than Laura and I when it comes to covering, reading, and reporting on young adult books from the early 2000s, from our childhood. What can we say? The use of of reporting uh, to (laughs) refer to young adult books it makes me very happy. I'll be honest. I'm going to go out on, on an honesty trip here. Like, when I say we're reporting it, no. Are we dissecting it? Yes. We do do some reporting when it comes to interviewing yeah, authors. Field reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Field no, reporting. No, we do do some. That is technically reporting. But we dug up um, the private author. But that's not, we're not talking about the private series today. We are talking about the seventh book in Gossip Girl. Are we at seven? It is seven. I know. I wrote that in my notes today and I was like, Wait a minute, are we on the seventh book? We are. Happy over the hump day, you know? Aww, that's so romantic, babe. Thank you. We got past the half point marker. <laughs> I'm really excited for us. And last book before this, I mean, a lot of stuff happened. Blair and Nate finally had sex. That was the big one. That was the big thing at the end of last book. That was kind of the vibe is um, Blair's mom had a bibi. And Blair was ready to lose her virginity because of it. She was. I mean, she hasn't gotten into Yale yet, but she was she, ready to go. She said, my biological clock is ticking at the ripe old age of 18, and I gotta get this uh, get this thing going. I mean, I do have to say, baby fever is, like, such a thing. I remember when my first nephew came around, I texted my then-boyfriend that I was like, I think I have a bit of baby fever, and then a week later, he dumped me. Yeah, I, I've never uh, gotten on the baby fever band, bandwagon. I think that part of my brain is missing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, babies are cute. I think uh, my friend Nate was more excited that my nephew was born uh, than I was. And I was like, I was excited. But he was like, babies are so cute. And I was like, I just, I, that, I'm just not that person. I'm not baby hype, you know? Maybe it's like, like, I love my nephew, but I'm not like, you know? When you live in the suburbs with your parents, like I'm doing right right now your your goals and your ideals kind of like realign like now if you ask me the things I'm excited about I'm like owning a house and having a big freezer in the garage maybe having (laughs) a kid and okay having a second freezer though is a is a goal to attain to also like I will listen to my dad and my mom describe cataract surgery and the way they describe it Maggie you don't want cataracts I'm interrupting you (laughs) stop fucking saying that that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard I don't know they say that colors look better and like I would like colors to look better well, just get LASIK or something. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what's on the schedule. But right now, what is on the schedule is us diving into Nobody Does It Better. We got a Gossip Girl blog post that essentially says senior year is wrapping up. People really need to start making decisions about where they're going to go. Yeah. And also, which like brings me to a point, are we going to go to college with them? Because this is book seven and there's like... 12 books so like what's gonna happen for the latter half of this series that's what I was, are we going to yale like that's what i was trying to figure out is like the, i can't remember the start of the next book is starting in summer in june month an opportune moment for sicily to take them to pride but i don't think that's where they're going so i don't know what they're I doing i really really don't think they're going to pride but maybe we can only <laughs> hope 
Um, so we'll see. I can't wait. Um, and uh, we don't really learn much from that Gossip Girl post, but we do learn that Blair and Nate are fucking a ton. Literally every day after school, they're they're going at it and just talking about their future. That's kind of what they're doing. It's like they're fucking and having heart to hearts. Yeah, that pussy has put him in a coma because he says yeah. he will not go to Yale if Blair doesn't get in. Yikes. And Blair's also like, I hate living in a house with other people. And I hate sharing a room with my stepbrother. Maybe I should move into Nate's townhouse. And that way we can kind of cut out the transportation aspect of us going to town. Um, but before Blair can pitch this to Nate, a bunch of his friends just show up and are like, dude, let's get high. Cicely is all about them moving in uh, before marriage, I guess. Because, I mean, Dan yeah, and Vanessa yeah. were doing it last book. So yeah. that obviously does not work out for Blair and Nate. She kind of storms home all cranky. But things are really looking up for Serena and Jenny because they got mm -hmm. that 10-page modeling spread in W Magazine. Um Jenny is really trying to get to know Serena, and Serena immediately is, like, so annoyed, so flustered that Jenny's asking what college she wants to go to, because she doesn't even know. Yeah, Serena's very on the fence, and uh, to make matters worse is she's getting a lot of emails from, like, every single college that wants her, like, all the boys she met, a sorority that she's never talked to, and it's not putting her at ease. Um, it's hard to be wanted, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, if there were pushy sorority girls emailing me, pretending, you know what? I don't know. That would be kind of nice to feel included. But I get yeah. it. Everyone wants everyone wants Serena. So maybe if you, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. maybe you were of if you were of critical acclaim, you would be like annoyed. You'd be like, I, I get it now. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, it's so hard with everybody wanting me all the time. I have decided um, that I am baby until I receive critical acclaim. At which point, I am mother. So maybe yeah. I don't understand because I'm not mother like Serena. Yeah, you get you're it? just a little baby. I get it. I'm just baby. You're just baby. <laughs> Um, speaking of babies, Dan's a little baby rock star and he's in the raves now. Um, and he is really trying to fit the part because he's like a little, you know, skinny poet guy. He's not a rock star. Um, and he calls Vanessa for tips on how to shave his head. Uh, and it doesn't go very well because Vanessa's like, dude, you're, an, you've always been an asshole to me. You're my ex now. Stop calling me. She doesn't say that, but I wish she told him off. Um, but she's just kind of flat with him, which is fine. Yeah, she is very short. She seems like she could have that moment where she is petty and tell him to shave his head because in her own words, he would, quote, look like a cancer victim. Yeah. He doesn't do this. He shaves off just a little bit behind um, where the neck portion of his hair is, and he thinks this is really cool. That's yeah. his whole motive. The entire book is feeling cool because he shaved that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Vanessa is on the hunt for a roommate to replace Ruby to replace Dan, who initially replaced Ruby. So I guess we're replacing Dan now. Um, but she interviews Beverly, who, surprise, is a really hot guy who's very, very artsy. And Vanessa is smitten. She's like, okay, what if I lived with a really hot artsy guy and we just, like, had sex all the time? So, like, Vanessa just goes there immediately. I think it could work out. I mean, he's from Pratt, which is, like, a really good art college in yeah. New York. Um, They do describe him later in the book wearing orange flip-flops, so I don't know if I would agree that it will work out because that sounds... Ooh. To walk around New York City wearing, like, orange flip-flops, and I'm picturing, like, the old Navy flip-flops. Yep. That's, like, an ick to me. I'm 
unfortunately. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I know I have worn sandals in New York City, but even the thought of it is is interesting to well, me. Well, like, there's a difference between sandals and flip-flops, you know? Uh, yeah, flip-flops are so low to the ground. And they're so flimsy. And you know they were that dollar flip-flop deal at Old Navy. Exactly, at Old Navy. That was a very important deal to all of us. Hey, working dollar flip-flop at an Old Navy, customers are insane and not fun. They show up at like 6 a.m. They start lining. Do they still do the dollar flip-flop sale? I don't know. I worked there (laughs) 10 years ago. I can't tell you. Um, But Vanessa's going to be a hot girl, and she's going to invite this hot guy to go to Dan's concert so she can make Dan jealous. And also maybe get a little smoochy smooch. Blair's having a bittersweet kind of a moment where, on one hand, her mom bought her an island in the Pacific Ocean, which seems pretty cool, and then Mm -hmm. immediately after learning this information, her cat pisses all over her bedspread, so this is her final straw. She is like, you know what, if I can't live with Nate, I am going to go live in the Plaza Hotel. Like, okay, Eloise. (laughs) Okay. Okay, sweet life of Zach and Cody. Have some fucking fun. Um, I think that's a great idea. If you're rich and can live in a hotel, amazing. Do that. Oh, my God. You don't have to clean for yourself ever. You get your own space. You get food delivered to your door. Do you think at some love. point that you would get earn the privilege of requesting what animal you would want them to make into the towel shape? Like, probably. do you earn that after a week there? I don't know if the plaza's um, a place that would do <laughs> animals. <laughs> I would love coming back. They mostly did it on cruise ships, but I would love coming back. Yeah. And they put the sunglasses oh on. They put your sunglasses I on. I know. When, uh, I remember when I went on the Alaskan cruise, I went with my parents and some of my friends, and we would all, like, reconvene at dinner, and everyone would be like, what animal did you get today? It was, like, really entertaining. And Nate got a fucking bat, like, hanging in, in like, from the ceiling. It was cool. God, that's so cool. Um... Um, so I think if you stay there long enough, you get a bat hanging from the ceiling fan at the plaza. That's when you know you've earned their love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nate, meanwhile, he's high with his buddies, and they're kind of talking about this boat party his parents are going to throw. Blair is calling and calling him, because, I mean, if you had a penthouse at the plaza, I would want to have sex pretty much everywhere. Yeah, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to, they have, they, they just get a, you just get to have sex and they clean it up for you. What's the, what's the con here? <laughs> Never take a black light to the plaza. Though I feel like it's like high class enough that it would, they, Oh, I'm sure fine. they scrub those rooms clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Scrub those rooms clean. Make the bat towel. Yeah, Nate is, Nate is too high to go fuck his girlfriend, unfortunately. <laughs> no, he, he can't even figure out where the phone call is coming from. He leaves his phone on the balcony. Um, and he's kind of like riling everyone up to take his family boat and may and just go somewhere. Just live yeah. in the moment. Yeah, they're gonna, they're all gonna go to Bermuda. That's what they've agreed on. Um, which, what a great idea to have a group of stoners that are all high out of their minds, steal a boat and go to Bermuda. I know. Um, meanwhile, Serena, ha- uh, not Serena, Blair has hung up from her invitation to Nate to call Serena about how she invited Nate to come have sex with her at her hotel. Um, and Serena's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, great that you guys are having so much sex. Um, and Serena, in in turn, invites Blair to the Yale party. Um, yeah. Because she's about to go to that. And Blair decides to also call her dad and then gets mad at Nate for never showing up. Yeah, yeah, she calls her dad, like, in the middle of the night. And it seems like that's 
their relationship is interesting, I will say. Yeah. Another thing I will say that I do think is very funny is every time Blair is happy with Nate, um, Serena always internalizes her friend dating and then is like, well, why does no one love me? And it drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Serena's kind of awful. Yeah. Get over it, girl. Yeah. Like, also, like... Maybe if you applied yourself to, like, actually dating rather than just, like, waiting for someone to pay attention to you, you'd find what you actually like, and then you would be happy who with someone you were dating. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the B-plot um, side character quest, like, I feel like there's, like, the Serena Blair Nate and then the rest. Jenny and Elise, they are getting ready to go to the Raves concert, the band from the last book that played Vanessa's birthday party. Mm-hmm. Jenny... You'll never guess what Jenny's up to. She hates her body, as usual, but she's now considering... Jenny insecure? Oh my god, I know, seriously. She is Ah! considering boarding school, though, to seem cooler. That's a fun development. Um, Cool, and this also turns back to, like, Jenny, like, idolizes Serena, and she's like, Serena went to boarding school, I could go to boarding school. She could be cool. She could go to boarding Um, school. Dan is not feeling the part. He is very nervous before his show. Um, The band members end up just, like, giving him a bunch of alcohol because they're like, it'll take the edge off, mate. I don't know if they're British, but in my mind, they are right now. Um, It seems like they grew up, because they have those Lacoste polos. I think they grew up um, wealthy in New York, and then they skipped mm -hmm. college in lieu of starting this band. Great for them. Yeah. Um, we do check in with Nate and his little party boat, and we learn that Nate, to, like, kind of soften the blow that he was stealing a boat, set the speed to half a mile per hour. Um, and so if they, like, they're they're going so slowly that to get to Bermuda, it would take, like, a month, essentially. Like, they're doing sail ship type speed <laughs> which like oh why why even follow through with it why even do it what's the fun of this at that point um he yeah he's thinking about turning the boat around but you know what's the point he's like he's like this might not have been a, a good idea and then it sh- he just doesn't do anything <laughs> he should probably be going to this yale mixer that blair for some fucking reason is getting ready for she's like yeah i'm gonna go yeah, and for some reason she's getting ready back, like, at her normal house, so it's like, okay, when did you leave the plaza? Um, and she goes to, uh, she forgets that her baby sister, also named Yale, is uh, sick with, like, a very contagious rash, and she ends up kissing her on the forehead, so can't wait to see how that plays out. It's silly. Meanwhile, the rave show is going on. Jenny's kind of eye-fucking the drummer. Nice. Um... Which, like, normally I'd be all for, but Jenny is also 14. So, like, a little creepy that the drummer's into it. That is true. Yeah. I I feel like you could tell when someone looks 14, but who knows? Right. I digress. Dan is, this is, he's going to be singing, and he's not as drunk as he was at Vanessa's birthday. So he's mumbling a bit. He's really nervous. Um, He bought this, like, new getup that I imagine him going to the buckle to buy. Like, yeah, um, uh, Harley Davidson shirt, I would imagine, like kind of eight mile-ish. Yeah. He does, the show does start, he actually starts vomiting, um, off mic 
at the same time that Vanessa shows up with Beverly, her potential new roommate, who's kind of hating all this. He doesn't really want to be here. Yeah, Beverly, Beverly's like, this is not my vibe. Uh, Dan, he takes the microphone with him backstage while he's vomiting, so they have to cut his audio, which I was like, hilarious. Love when Dan fails. Um, yes. And he meets this, like, French girl Monique backstage who's just, like, waiting in the wings. She comforts him with some tonic water. Ooh la la. Um, and then we're going to cut to the Yale party where Serena shows up and she's there. Serena is at the Yale welcome party at this guy's Stanford, like the fifth house. Yes. Stan- so he's, she's at Stanford Paris, the third's house. Okay. But she also meets Stanford Paris, the fifth, who's her age. Yes. And Nate's mom is like, Serena, uh, have you seen Nate? She says no. She starts talking to Stanford's grandpa about his days acting at Yale. And she kind of realizes maybe she wants to do acting at Yale. Yeah, there's actually like a really cute scene of him like showing her like all of his old photo albums and all the old plays he did. And she's having a really nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, Blair shows up at the party later and she meets uh, Stan Five, which is what he's referred to in the book. Stan Five. Um, he's the grandson of the host and Blair's like this is a hottie that can get me into Yale because he's related to the guy hosting this party um and Nate's mom also asks Blair where Nate is and Blair's like I don't know and Nate's mom goes I don't believe you but also I'm leaving which I thought was really funny yeah it seems like Mrs. Archibald thinks that since Blair is staying at the plaza she is like why would my son give up having sex with his girlfriend at the plaza so, it's a fair question. I would assume I'm asking the same thing. Blair, Call me Nate's mom because I'm asking, the same, I'm asking the same thing. I mean, I feel like you're not high enough to walk seven blocks to the plaza and, you know, yeah. get digged down, but whatever. 100%. <laughs> Blair is flirting with the Stanford guy because he seems to indicate he might be able to get her off the wait list. Um, yeah. So I think that that might be a venue that she explores. I will also note that Blair in the scene to me is wearing like a satin blue shirt as opposed to like tweed suits that mothers have picked out for their daughters at this Yale mixer. And she is wearing a ribbon choker with her uh, baby sister Yale's uh, little like pendant. Oh, that's on a her. good image. I like that. So she's not dressed the part and people no. are like, okay. All right, Blair. Yeah. Um, but Nate, who was starting to think that being on this boat was a bad idea, has started playing a game of kissing checkers with Lexi, who's this, like, other French girl, uh, who's also high, and she made up this game where it's, like, every time that, like, one of the person in the checkers gets one of the checkers, they get to kiss, and Nate's like, I shouldn't have agreed to this, I have a girlfriend, um, and he's like, oh, Oh my god, I was supposed to meet her at the plaza. And then he decides to turn the boat around um, and realizes that if he goes normal speed, he could get back to their harbor in three hours. So he's like, I'm coming, Blair. Yeah, he also sees all these missed texts from his dad kind of chewing his ass out. So he's really got to get to New York. Um, The Raves drummer does take an interest in Jenny after the show. He goes up, he says, hi, invites her to a party at, you'll never guess where, the Plaza Hotel. And... He brings her over to introduce her to Damien, the guitarist, who is rumored to be in a relationship with Serena. So she's just like, I am drowning in sexy men. 
Yeah, yeah. And the Rays are all like, come hang out with us, little girl. It's a little weird when you think about it. Um, Blair is just about to start kissing on uh, stand number five, uh, but she bails. She bails because she's like, maybe this is not ethical of me. And she runs to Serena and is like, fuck this party. We need to go back to the plaza right now so I can tell you what I almost just did. Yep. They head back to the plaza. Um, they're going to go hang out. It seems like order room service, which you got to love. Vanessa is heading yeah. with the Pratt boy, Beverly, to this warehouse party because it's kind of his turn to make a decision. It's weird. It's artsy. It's avant-garde. Um, and this party... Yeah, he says this party's... He says it's been going on since March. Like, this party, like, doesn't end, which is insane. Yeah, and if the, if they're graduating, it's had to have been at least it's three like months. It's, like, at least May. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yikes. But the way they threw every descriptor that you could possibly imagine for, like, a house art museum show going on. Yeah. One of their art installation pieces is that they've... Like, cut off the joints of their middle finger. I don't understand. And they're, like, just stirring it in a cauldron. Yeah, they cut off, like, the tip of their middle finger, like, right above the joint. And they're just stirring them in a cauldron. Um, and this is really what does it for Vanessa. Because they're like, cool, do you want to be artsy and doing, jo- donate the top of your finger? And Vanessa's like, I'm good. Bye. Which, like, respect, Vanessa. I love that you are setting your boundaries. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they cut off some girl's ponytail and put it in there. So maybe I'd like be like, I'll put a little piece of hair in there. But I also would register the fact that I'm in a warehouse somewhere random. With some strangers. Yeah, I'd be like, this isn't the vibe. I'm leaving. Serena and Blair just goofing and gabbing at the plaza. They're wearing fun robes. They're having a good time. They're making crank calls. Kind of fun. Yeah, do you say crank calls? Isn't aren't they called crank calls? I thought they're called they're crank called calls. Prank calls. Well, I know they're prank calls, but I think they're also crank calls. I don't know why though. I think you're thinking of crank yankers, which is that puppet show that did the <laughs> prank calls. I don't know. They're they're gabbing and goofing. Um, they're watching movies. They're ordering room service. Oh my god, that sounds like the life. And Nate shows up at her door. Is like knock knock knock. I've arrived and only a, a little smidgen late, my dearest. Um, and Serena and Blair are not down, so they're going to fuck with Nate a little bit. And Serena pretends to be a guy who's asleep in Blair's bed. And Blair keeps like acting like, oh, my God, you have to leave. I'm very busy right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I think is like... I loved it. I loved every second of it. It made me laugh so hard. I was like, this is a fun prank. Nate is pretty sad about it, but also Nate just deserves it at this point. I mean, literally, like, he literally, he left his phone, he didn't call his girlfriend, he bailed on her, he ghosted her. So yeah, Blair does, like, kind of, like, end things with him again, uh, but, like, not really with words. It's, like, just, like, kind of described the vibe as, like, yeah. it's over. Um, down the hall, though, little big boob Jenny, who's still 14. Little big boob. Is. <laughs> You've heard boob. of BBL. Now get ready for LBB. LBB. Um, Jenny's hanging out with the raves in the hotel room. And, um, Dan and Monique are there. It's, it's getting rowdy. Rowdy city. Monique acknowledged that she was in a magazine spread. Jenny was. So now the boys, they're, like, even more interested. And she's like, I think I like this little life. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she says in the book word for word. Yeah, um, it seems like she's kind of ending up kissing both the guitarist and the drummer. Oops. Oops. At, oops. I the next guy day, like this The next life. day at school, I think I like Um, The next day at school... Gossip is a swirling around oh my like private girls' school. Oh my god. They're talking about Jenny in the raves. They're talking about Blair and Serena at the plaza. And for some reason, this trickles back to the principal. And all three of these girls get in trouble with Mrs. M, who's the principal. Um, and she lets Blair and Serena like off because she's like, Well, you guys are graduating, but you, Jenny, you shouldn't have done that. And it's like, how do you know she actually did that? That's not fair. I don't, okay, that's the thing that I don't know, because obviously there was, like, there was a page six uh, spread of her kissing Damien outside of the hotel, but it didn't seem yeah. like anyone saw that at school, so. Yeah, and it's, like, also, it's, like, I don't think you can be, like, you know, you can't make, like, you know, um, assumptions uh, about rumors and then, like, tr- threaten to suspend somebody, which is exactly what happens here. Yep, um, she seems pretty upset Older girls leave with a slap on the wrist, and the headmistress has all of their parents there, and she tells Rufus that Jenny is kind of becoming a wild child. This is going to be her first warning, um, since she, you know, she can't taint the reputation of the school, she can't worry the parents of Constance Billard, so this is just, like, a little slap on the wrist. And I will say for the headmistress... little slap on the wrist. We we keep demonizing her for, she, she should just give Jenny a little bit of a leeway, but we keep demonizing her f- uh, with the Diesler and her being a lesbian, but I think Rided Vonda, if that's really the tattoo that she has on her older th- on her upper thigh for her partner, her lesbian wife, I think that's really mm. fucking cool. You know what? You should get a Ride at Vonda tattoo. If I marry a Vonda, I'll get a Ride at Vonda tattoo on my thigh. Yeah, yeah. But only if it's a Vonda. Or just get a, a Ride at whomever. Um, get a Ride it tattoo and leave it blank for a name. So that way you can, like, you can like tease oh, that that'd be fun. when you're going on dates with people and be like, could be your name in here one day. When you said Ride it whomever, I thought you were going to say Ride it Whoville. And- <laughs> <laughs> ride it Whoville? <laughs> I was like, da- yeah. I mean, you know, we have Cindy Lou Who in Gossip Girl, so it would come full circle. That's so funny. Um, at, meanwhile, Nate is also at school, and he's kind of going through the motions because he was just high for three days straight, um, and his girlfriend just dumped him, so he's not feeling too great. Um, yes. But he learns through the rumor mill there that Blair was a flirting with Stan number five at the party. And that's where he gets, he just gets sad. That's kind of the vibe here. Not much else happens. No. Um, he gets pretty depressed. He does decide to send in his deposit to Yale though. So. Yeah. He's like, fuck her. I'm, I'm going to the school she wants to go. Um, Dan is also late to school <laughs> And we learned that he had hot, slutty, skanky sex with Monique last night, and it was awesome. And he doesn't even care that he's an hour late to his AP English class, because he's a rock star. He doesn't even really seem to have to care, because we learned something very interesting in this book, is that everyone kind of has a crush on Dan out of nowhere, including his English teacher. Gross. And it actually seems like... Through the rumor mill, through Chuck, um, that it it's it's seeming like Dan might be out of the band now. 
But we don't know. It's just a rumor. Just a rumor. Um, Vanessa is now making more flyers for her roommate side quest. And Blair actually sees her um, doing that. And they start talking. And they're both kind of like, this is weird that we're having like a normal conversation um, about like kind of Vanessa's struggle to find a roommate. And Blair's like, wait a minute. I, I want to move in with you. That sounds fun to me. Like, I'll I'll move to Brooklyn. And Vanessa's like, are you sure you want to move to Brooklyn? And Blair's like, yeah, as long as you don't care if I bring guys over to have sex with. Um, and we can call a car to school sometimes. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, there is also a plot discrepancy here um, during this conversation. Because it says that, like, Vanessa uh, won the film festival from, like, the first or second book. Uh, with her War and Peace uh, pe- uh, movie that she made. And uh, Blair didn't even place because she made like a Breakfast at Tiffany's movie. But if we remember back to the first or second book when this happened, Serena won that film contest. And Vanessa didn't place because her War and Peace film was so bad. And Serena won for her lip documentary. And then she gave Vanessa her cans ticket for helping her. So... I'm really mad at Cecily for writing this and the publishers for not catching this. I'm really proud of myself for just remembering something that happened in a previous book here. Hey, Laura, if you could time travel back to 2005, you would have stopped this from happening. Yeah. Thank you, Maggie. I needed that. Yeah. You were so close. So Blair and Vanessa, they're going to move in together. Blair is seemingly trying to become a Bushwick galley out of spite. Because she thinks that it would make Nate see her as sexy and alternative. And Nate is mailing in his Yale acceptance. So I don't know who's winning. I mean, Bushwick's really fun. So, like, what's wrong with that? Exactly. Serena is going to go to the raves party because she is like, you know what? If people are starting rumors about me dating Damien, maybe I should just go to a raves party and see. Yeah. She has also mailed in her acceptance to Yale, which, you know, we gotta note. Um, so she shows up at this raves party and she's feeling kind of out of place. It's like all white yeah. inside. She didn't get the memo. You got to wear white apparently to be let in. Yeah. Yeah. And she's there very like early pre-party, like before it's really started raging. Uh, she sees Jenny there and she's like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see my friend. But Jenny's acting all like wrapped up in band stuff. And Serena's like, this party isn't a vibe. I'm bored. I'm leaving. I think the first red flag for me would have been Jenny sitting on the counter in pigtails drinking milk. I would have been like, you know what? I don't need this for me. I feel like it would have been one of those, you know, when you just like walk in, you take a look and you just walk right back out without saying a comment. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Serena is going to pop on out of there. And luckily some new plans are on her agenda because Blair is now officially roommates with Vanessa They've kind of made over the apartment, and they're actually getting along. They're going to throw a dinner party and invite Serena, Aaron, and Stanford Boy the Fifth. Stanford the Five. Stanford. <laughs> the Stanford Five. Yeah. Um, but also, Blair's entire master plan here is to hook Aaron and Vanessa up, which I think is going to be a match made in heaven, personally. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, uh, we get a brief scene here where Lexi, the Oreo checkers kissing game girl from the boat, she shows up at Nate's doorstep to be like, we're in love, hello. And Nate is like thinking about like, man, I could have sex with her. And then he's like, no, no, I'm too mature for this now. And he tells her to fuck right off. Yeah. He says it nicer than that, but he should have told her to fuck right off. He says, no, go home. 
Wow. He says, I have goosebumps. Champ. Do you see that? I got goosebumps. <laughs> he says, go, go home, champ. Hit the showers. Hit the showers. <laughs> um, Serena at this dinner party quickly realizes she's about to be a uh, fifth wheeling. Sorry, princess. So. Sorry, princess. Um, and Dan and his uh, new paramour, his little hookup link, sneaky link, Monique. Yeah. They're going to get to the party and they're going to go uh, steal some champagne or a bottle of vodka or something and sit on a step and have a, their own little party. But then he, this uh, illusion is immediately ruined for him when he sees his little sister at this party. Um, and things go from bad to worse very, very quickly because the raves say that they've hired Jenny as their new singer and they're going to keep all of Dan's songs. Could you imagine? I would be like, uh, uh, sorry, no, that's not going to happen. You can do yeah. write your own songs. Go ahead. I mean, and Dan kind of tries to be like, oh, uh, she's 14. And they're like, okay, you're still out of the band. Um, yeah. And we also- <laughs> they take a minute and they're like, well, at least she's not married. Yeah. And that's when we learned that Damien is married to Monique. They're estranged. And Damien was like, one, it wasn't cool that you threw up at the first show and only show you've done with us. And also, two, you're hooking up with my estranged wife. And yeah. Monique's just like slurping noodles in the corner being like, hi. Hi. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sang like shit. You fucked my wife. You out. So. You out. Uh, so Dan leaves. He literally. Hits the showers. He literally hits the showers. He goes, tail between my legs. I'm hitting the showers. He tries to get Jenny to leave with him. She's not going to because she is having her hot girl summer. Okay? Yeah. Let her, her have hot it. girl freshman year. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. I feel like if you set the bar freshman year, that's a little scary. Don't set the bar freshman year. Set it junior year so then you're like, maybe next year is going to be better than ever. And it can either meet the bar or it can fall below and be like, at least we had junior year, you know? Exactly. Freshman year, too much to live up to. You got three more years. No, no, no. Yeah, you also have to, like, be an awkward freshman for a little bit. Exactly. You um, Stan Five and Aaron show up to Vanessa's place, and this dinner party gets to a mingling. Um, and Vanessa and Aaron are immediately into each other, which is kind of awesome. Love it. And they all start to play a game of truth or dare to... I don't know, break the ice, make things a little steamier. And Stan Five dares Blair to kiss him for five whole minutes in front of everyone. And Blair's like, okay, a little amateur, but like, let's do it. So she's making out with him. She's pretending that she's making out with Nate because they all got pizza and Stanford kind of has a little pizza stain on his mouth. And when they part after five minutes, he admits he didn't even get into Yale. Um... He didn't even get in. So, like, because Blair asked, like, what other college would you go to? And he said, I actually didn't get into Yale. She gets up to go puke, and then everyone in the crowd is like, I think you should leave now. So imagine Literally. you just embarrass yourself, saying you didn't get into your, like, alma mater of your parents, like, generations. And then everyone kicks you out. It's so funny. Blair's like... I have to excuse myself. And it's like silence in the room. And Vanessa's like, so I called you a car. And it's like, when? How? <laughs> like, it all happens so fast. Where Blair gets up to 
leave. And everyone is just like, well, Stan, it's time for you to leave. And he's like, I was here to have dinner. What happened? He came in like a Hugo Boss suit, too, to this seemingly casual dinner. I don't know. The whole thing, I would just feel so bad for him in hindsight. That'd be like something that happens. And then 10 years later, you're recounting the story. And you're like, do you remember when we did Stan? That was actually kind of really mean. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, then uh, uh, another day rolls around and it's like their senior skip day and they're taking the Archibald yacht um, up to Katie and Isabel's vacation house to do like a spa weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and this wasn't pitched good earlier in the book because suddenly everyone is there. And I was like, I thought we said this was just a girls only thing. But they're like, no, of course he said it was girls only. But everyone's here. That's the point. And I was like, this was unnecessary personally but Elise and Jenny sneak on too so I don't know the the all we're saying is the entire characters of the book are here yeah all of the characters are there Jenny I mean you know she's not going back to Constance Village she's trying to find like somewhere to go now she has just toured this like weird hippie school yeah I forgot about this and asked Rufus if she can go to maybe Hanover Academy which I looked up I'm curious if this book and the It Girl book coincide because they were both released. That's what I think. They were both released in the same year. So I'm, I don't know if we're going to get. I really think this is kind of a Jenny's getting axed off next book. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that happens. Um, yeah. And on top of that, people are going to get off the wait list of Yale. Uh, oh, we learned that from Gossip Girl. Yeah. Thanks, we're we're going to learn that. And that's what's going to happen at this senior spa weekend in the Hamptons where everyone is. Yes. Where everyone is, Dan, like, I'm surprised Dan is here because, like, this is not his scene at all. No. But Dan talks to Vanessa briefly, um, but Aaron and her are, like, a thing. And Aaron's also shaved his head to match Vanessa's, so they're, like, canoodling with their little cue ball heads. Um, Yeah. And they're, they're having a good time. And Dan... Um, has really been downtrodden from like the whole like famous poet thing, turned famous rock star thing. So he's like, I'm going to go to Washington for school and get as far away from the art scene of New York City as possible, which I think will be good for him. It will ground him more. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also seems pretty upset that Vanessa is, I mean, he's not really, he's not upset that she's tight with Serena and Blair now. He's just mostly upset that that has led to her budding relationship with Aaron. So I agree. I think Evergreen College will be great for him. Oh my god. He does make a comment about being like, man, I see Vanessa's wearing lip gloss now. I should have told her she was pretty when I had the chance. And it's like, buddy, shut up. Oh my god. Um, yeah. I love this uh, scene also because Nate is grounded, so he wasn't supposed to come to the party, but he snuck into the crow's nest of this yacht and is just hiding up there with a six pack and a joint, like waiting for the coast to be clear so he can sneak down. You gotta love the dedication. Well, is he dedicated? I don't know. You gotta, uh, he does whatever he wants. You know, I sometimes I love that Nate does whatever he wants. Yes. So it, it gets to this point where like everyone is in a sauna, um, um, when the boys show up, everyone is discussing how Dan is kind of cute. Um, Elisa is getting stoned in the sauna, which I feel like is a horrible idea. You are going to get so dehydrated. Yeah, no, uh, getting high in a sauna sounds like the my, like, I, I would have a panic attack. Like, that sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, God. At this moment, Blair does realize that she misses Nate. Um, 
Which we would expect. It's the same yeah, plot. because Blair always misses Nate. Eight books Serena over. Serena does get out of the steam room at some point to, like, go get, I think, a sh- bottle of champagne or something. And she finds Nate just, like, laying low in a bathtub. And she gets in, in there with them and is like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Uh, and they both admit they're going to Yale. And then Nate starts kissing her neck. And then Serena doesn't stop it. And then suddenly they're making out, which yikes is bad bad look bad look on both parties it doesn't it says it says that they hook up but it also says that their clothes are kind of falling away which i don't know if that falls in between making out and having sex or if it's just full-blown having sex yeah Erin in the steam room brings blair a letter from gail that says she is officially off the wait list and she really wants to tell serena so she goes to find serena and boy does she and she finds her entangled limb to limb with Nate, her boyfriend, and they are kissing. And Blair rightfully decides in this moment that she is done with both of them because I would be so pissed. Fuck that. I would be so mad. She ends the book yeah. stripping down completely naked, diving off the high dive in front of everyone because who gives a fuck anymore? Oh my God. Yeah, she's in the Yale. Who cares? Um, we end, the, the, the Gossip Girl post to end this book is a little weird, because we basically learned that Baby Yale's rash just spread at the party, um, and that everybody's dealing with a little rash on their mouth, and we learned that Serena and Nate are still hanging out, which I imagine will go poorly in this next book. I can't wait to see what happens in the next book, because I would just be like, I honestly, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but to me, it is a bigger betrayal when your best girlfriend of that many years does that than, like, your boyfriend of that many years. I don't know. It just is. Uh, I mean, it's bad for both, but, like, absolutely, Serena, uh, Serena should know better by now. Like, you don't, you don't do that. Like, Nate should also know better, but, like, come on, Serena, that's your, like, best friend i was your best friend i was gonna say we start with canceled character because mine is serena yeah i was thinking that or the entirety of the raves for the whole jenny situation oh yeah god i feel like there's so many people we cancel because everyone fawns over jenny and her like yeah but i I, yeah but let's cancel serena because you're right we cancel too many people for being creepy to jenny it's gonna keep Um, happening it's just gonna keep happening before we do our top five, I have to ask, who does it best in this book? Since this book is called Nobody Does It Better, who did it the best? Oh, oh my gosh. That is such a good question. I mean, you proposed yeah. the question. Do you have someone in mind? No, I wrote this down at the start of the episode and I was like, can't wait to ask Maggie this. I feel like Jenny um, had the upward arc this book. Jenny did do it pretty good. She, I mean, she literally uh, catastrophically like destroyed her social life in a way that made her look cool and got her to where she wanted to go. Because here's the thing. She entered the book saying, I want to go to boarding school and then turn into a wild child. So she could go to boarding school. Like, that's kind of a... And she has a a spinoff series that is pretty fucking good. I loved it, girl. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, I think Vanessa did it pretty good this book. I mean, she kind of got new friends. She got a hookup with a hot guy. Uh, She has a hot boyfriend now. So she's kind of winning, too. Oh, that is true. But I feel like Jenny has, like, the most uh, eventful um, doing it better in this book. Jenny does it better. Serena does it 
poorly. Worst. I just, I, oh god, Serena. I'm so over Serena. I want her to lose so badly. I know, I do too. I really thought there was a really sweet scene within the book where it's like her and Blair taking a bath together when after yeah. Blair has that panic attack kissing stan five and i was just like really hoping that i was like god female intimacy like that is so nice in a friendship and then we get the fucking uh, ending just ruins it. i mean that's the thing is like serena's absolutely the type of person who puts like romance and like the idea of being wanted and attained by people above anything else she'll throw any like loyalty or friendship aside yeah. if it means she like gets the male gaze which is so awful i know Ugh, I'm so mad. I hate Serena. Well, in hating on Serena, I don't really have a segue to get to our top five. This is great. I love it. Keep going. But for our top five, we were just also annoyed with Nate, quite obviously, with this book because he had the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever by doing one of the top five other things to do with a stolen boat. You went yeah. far enough to steal it from your parents. Do something funny. Do something with it. This, like, I would have loved if this book was them going somewhere on a boat and we had to spend the next book dealing with the consequences of stealing a boat. That would have been amazing, but we didn't get it. Um, so that brings us to number five is actually go somewhere on the boat. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, coming in at number four. I feel like another thing you got to do if you're going to steal a boat is have an orgy with all the people on the boat. There were so many people on the boat. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, number three, steal another boat and do the pirate lifestyle thing. That would be awesome. Why steal one boat when you can steal multiple boats? Yeah. Put your legs on both and then steer them. I think that that's yeah. how you keep them together. You know, like, exactly. like skateboards, but bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, number two, I think on the heels of a pirate, we got to pay homage to Pirates of the Caribbean. I think they should go find Davy Jones' chest. Go find his heart. That's, Where is that's it? That's pretty awesome to me. Yeah, go find him. Um, and then number one, just crash it. If you're going to go to the efforts to steal a boat, <laughs> fucking wreck it. Makes sense to me. Oh, my God. Just do it. Just crash God. it. Yeah, this book, like, it had some moments that were interesting, but, like, nothing really hit and, like, nothing happened in this book. Yeah, they really picked up momentum with drama at the end, but otherwise, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be it for this episode of Y'all We Read It. Um, yeah. Yeah, we read it. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Maggie underscore Ann underscore Laura. We are also on Twitter and TikTok, you know, hanging out at Y'all We Read It. I think we're going to start posting on threads too. I don't know. We've talked about it. Is threads a thing? Can someone email us and tell yes, us please. if you're on threads? Because we're like, is it worth it? But we don't know. Is it worth um, it? So is it worth it? Um, because we're worth it. Meggie and Laura present at gmail.com. Send us your emails. We would love it. Um, Nobody does it better than us. And nobody does it better than you when you give us a five-star oh. review. Bone up the teeth. Um, and we'll be back with book number eight in the Gossip Girl series. We are back in year. Uh, Nothing Can Keep Us Together is, is book number number eight. So Uh-oh. Can't, can't wait to see where that goes. Spicy. Uh, and I really hope just bad things happen to Dan and Serena. They're my two least favorite characters. Here's hoping. We'll see you then. Here's to hoping. Okay, bye, everyone. Love you.